You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Gene Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Preachers of LA After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Preachers of LA After Show. Oh, it's our jam. It's our jam, everybody. Turn up for Jesus. I'm a hero. Send sentiment dance. Why y'all just gonna let me sing by myself? In the mirror. Thank you, Joe That's what I'm talking about. Welcome to After Buzz's recap of Preachers of LA. I am your host, Megan Thomas. And today, co-hosted with me is two beautiful ladies. Who are you? I'm Fallon Mercedes. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at FitWithFallon. And I am Tiffany Williams. You can find me on my blog at latransplant.com. And that has nothing to do with leukemia. it has nothing to do with transplants. Uh, yes. <laughs> it, it means moving to L.A. I know. I was like, do you have cancer? I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> when I first moved here, that's what they would say. Oh, you're a transplant. I'm like, what? What? No, I'm not on that list. <laughs> we are oh, all yeah. transplants. We are city all, of transplants. Yes. yes. So we are here to discuss um, episode seven, Mending Hearts, which I want to get y'all's initial reaction for... This episode. One sentence. Sex. Oh, okay. One word. All right. Amaze balls. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say bored. What? I was bored. This was, to me, I felt like this was a filler episode. I and was this just about to say that. was the most boring episode. Yes, there was a couple, like, there's a fire, you know, during the bachelorette party. Okay, cool. But I was bored. I think there was some stage drama that happened right. in this one. But I still feel like each episode keeps getting better. Okay, I will agree with you, but I will still say this episode was boring. I'm sorry. I think I think this episode was needed. I feel like there were things that needed to be said and to come out. Obviously, Dietrich had to tell his parents that he secretly got married. Um, that was important. We see Jones have to have the talk with right. his doctor and then with Loretta. Those things were necessary. Right. So, you know, it, it was a little boring. I'll admit, I agree with you. But I think in order to get to the finale, which is next episode which I already know it's going to be big it's the finale right. and I think this had to take place in order for next week to be a great finale I agree with you I agree with you um, I still was bored just saying okay so let's talk about um, Dietrich and Dominique in this episode we see that um, Dietrich is t- has to tell his parents um, about the elephant in the room which is that they've gotten married my question is this why didn't you tell him earlier that you eloped why is that a bad thing I don't understand either. Like, you're going to wait to dinner this whole week that they've come here for your wedding to break this huge news to them when you could have told them a long time ago. I mean, what are they going to say? No, you get a divorce and you get married at your wedding. Yeah, but I I, I could tell that 
his parents play a, a huge part in his life, and right. he was afraid. I would be afraid too if he was my Bishop was my dad. Yeah, <laughs> I think we all know that Dietrich's the prima donna on the show. He is dramatic, and he wanted to bring some drama, and that was his way of bringing drama. Hey, I'm going to surprise my family and tell them we eloped before the wedding. Dun, 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 dun. And it was so like non dramatic because his mom was like, "Oh, okay, that's good." Like. We're happy for you. It's a good thing. Yeah, I think Dietrich really wanted a different response. Right. I don't think his wife did. I think she was just like, okay, let me feed the baby and act like I'm not paying attention. (laughs) I can't hear what's going on. I just played along with it. Right. And so we we get to see a little bit about um, the relationship that not only Dietrich has with his parents, but also what Dominique has with his mom. And I I will say, I felt bad for her when they were discussing um, her initial meeting with Dietrich's mom. and, um, okay, Dietrich's mom probably reacted how any mother would react. You know, my son is, he's kind of got a little celebrity, you know, status. And then he goes to, he moves to a new city. He's not even completely divorced. This woman, who I don't even know, is now pregnant by him. You know, I don't know where she came from. She might be a gold digger. So I get where his mother was coming from trying to protect him. But I do think that it was a little bit much. And you can see that Dominique, even before the apology, was still hurt. Oh, yeah. I feel so bad for her. I can just imagine being in her shoes. You know, here you are pregnant with your first child. You know, you should be supported and loved, if anything. And she she said, she was like, I felt like I was shunned. It was kind of like, okay, go and hide because what you guys did, you got pregnant out of wedlock. That's not acceptable. And I know for Dietrich, she said it before, he got to live his life. He's not walking around with a big belly. He gets to still, you know, put his skeletons in the closet right. nobody knows but here she is with a big belly and everybody obviously is going to know it, it was even to the point where she stopped going to her church she said earlier you know she stopped going to Bishop Jones church because she got pregnant out of wedlock so I feel like that she didn't have the support of his mom who is a mom herself Right. I feel like she I, I, I don't agree with that. I, I like the fact that she apologized, but it took till the baby was two years old for you to sit down and apologize to your soon-to-be daughter-in-law. Yeah, I will say that. I guess the whole situation is kind of questionable. I don't feel sorry for Dominique. Um, just looking at her and the way she carries herself around the other women like she's a little girl. And <laughs> I was hoping at some point during that whole conversation at dinner that she would say something. Wait, please elaborate. How did she carry? Well, because she she's not very vocal. Uh-huh. She doesn't come off as very confident or sure of herself. And Dietrich is, like, out trying to explain the situation. And like you said, she's trying to feed the baby to avoid even having anything to do with but that. But she did say, in her defense, she did say she was intimidated by his parents because you yeah. do have these two, um, you know, in the Christian world, I guess they're, they're powerhouses, you know, they're they're well known. They've her, His dad has been preaching for a long time. So for her to be coming up in, in the Christian, quote unquote, world, she feels very intimidated by these people who made her basically feel like nothing, you know, when she probably was already feeling hard on herself, like, man, you know, who really wants to get pregnant out of wedlock unless you're like a gold digger? No, she says that like nobody really wants that. So I think she was beating herself up. And then you have these people who are, quote unquote, spiritual powerhouses that are looking down on you. So that can be a little intimidating. I will say that in her defense. Don't be scared. <laughs> to me, I didn't see her coming off as a little girl and not defending herself. I feel like 
it was more of Dietrich's responsibility. Right. That, it was totally his, his parents. Right. He needed to come out. She has a great relationship with Faye. Faye already knew. She was part of it. Right. So for her to come out and really be involved in the conversation when it's obvious that her mother doesn't even have a re- his mother doesn't have a relationship with her. Right. Much of one. So to me, it didn't make sense for her to come out and be like, yeah, I mean, your son got married. I felt like it was more of his responsibility. It was definitely his responsibility to introduce her into the picture sooner. But at the same time, like, you guys are at dinner. You kind of have to, you know, when you do have these powerhouses sitting across the table from you, you still have to make your presence known. And I feel like she... We saw that towards the end, mm-hmm. where she kind of found a voice. But I think she, out of respect for her husband, mm-hmm. I think that's, that's why I she's taking that backseat. Because that's his mother. I honestly feel like it was his responsibility to tell his mother, mm-hmm. Mom, Absolutely. this is not a gold digger. This is mm-hmm. this is actually a woman I love. I know the situation seems a little bleak. And I'm surprised Dietrich didn't voice up to him earlier Sooner, when she was right. feeling that way. Right. I, if I was pregnant and my you know baby daddy was letting his mom treat me in a certain way, I'd be like, no, like you need to tell her to respect me. I'm carrying your child. Right. And I think he says that he did say something, but I think probably because it's his mom, he and he knows where his mom is coming from. I feel like maybe he didn't do it enough. Right. He he wasn't he didn't take the role of this is me in my house. This woman is now my family. You cannot talk negatively to her without it also being negative to me. Yeah. And I think maybe at that time in his life, because you have to understand when she was pregnant, he was still going through a divorce process. So maybe in his head, he wasn't even on the path of marriage. And we know how Dietrich is. It's been seven episodes. We know he likes to hide things. And, oh, you he's know. sneaky. There, yeah. Everything about he, that is he questionable. He likes to show the, the good side of him only. only. So right. I'm pretty sure he wanted to keep a clean slate and didn't want to air you know everything to his parents at right. first. I thought that it was interesting this episode to finally see someone that can take control of Dietrich. Like, his dad laid the smack down on him. And Dietrich is always in control of every situation that he's in. So it was great to see his dad take charge for once. (laughs) Right. And um, I I will say, one thing I noticed about his parents is, you know, obviously they're very... I do believe they do love God. Like, I don't question that at all. Um, I will say some of the methods that they use might be... that might turn some people away from God. Um, one of the things that I, I did notice is that when Dominique was speaking to Dietrich about something that his mom said, she said she kept going, a wise woman builds a house, a wise woman builds a house. <laughs> and number one, I don't know if that's like, if she got the words wrong, that ain't in the Bible, number one. And number two, like, just because she messed up and she messed up in a big way doesn't mean that she's not a wise woman and that she's, that God cannot still use her. And so that's something that I think, you know, with church people, you have to be very careful of, like, now you fall in Same thing with um, his dad, uh, Bishop Clarence Haddon said the same thing. Like, you can't, you can't preach again until I restore you and I lay oh, hands yes. on you. Yeah, and I'm like, hold on, wait a minute now. Right. <laughs> because God restores, not yeah. anybody in particular, not even your father. You know, mm-hmm. now, maybe if he wanted him to come preach uh, in his, his church, church, that's a different exactly. story. But Dietrich was talking about preaching in general. Yeah. And I really find that very almost pompous that you it would say, weird. you yeah. cannot preach again until I restore you. Even when he was saying about, you know, now you can bless the baby. And he's like, no, like, not till you're restored and at the real wedding. And it's just like... I would I would have probably left home a long time ago if oh, I was Dietrich. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, it's like, he's like, I, I brought you out and I got to bring you back in. And it just feels like the whole time he's not practicing what he's preaching right. because he's punishing him way more than God will ever. Like, God doesn't punish you 
I guess. I don't know. Right. And and another thing that his father said was that the spirit still has judgment over you. And the last time I checked, there is like, and that's why I'm like, hold on a second. They just got married. They just made a union with God, and now you're still being judged. Because I feel like, I mean, the Bible is very clear. When you ask for forgiveness, God forgets it, and it's hard for us to really, you know, uh, comprehend that. But I feel like, as a man of God, you should understand that Mm -hmm. God can restore. He can use anybody. He can use a donkey. He can use a pagan king. I mean, this is biblical stuff. He can use anybody. So he can use a man who has probably sexted pictures to (laughs) someone else and has had a baby out of wedlock. He can even use that guy, also known as Teacher (laughs) Cat. I'm just saying. So I don't know that. That to me made my skin crawl because it just kind of seemed like. No, you can't preach until I restore you. What? What does that mean? Yeah, you can tell he wants to be in control and that he is used to living a lifestyle where he was always in control, especially of Dietrich. And now that he's out of his home and lives in a different state and he's making his own decisions, it's like he wants to get the power of the control back. Right. And um, the other thing that that I know, you know, when he was when Bishop Clarence Haddon was talking about. Um, not blessing the baby. What do you guys think about that? There's a lot of churches who will not do a baby dedication if the parents are not married. Well, I grew up in a church where, um, oh, it's different. I, I was thinking about baptizing where they don't baptize children. But um, I think every baby should be able to be baptized whether the parents are together or not because it's still a child of God. It's right. still a blessing on earth. And I feel like a baby should be blessed because not every every child on earth has parents that are married. So those that are not married, that the child can't get a blessing and be blessed. It's to crazy. me, that doesn't make sense. Every child on earth. Some, some children don't have parents. Like, yeah. So then what? They can't be Christian in the church? Apparently. How do you feel about it? I don't I mean, know. I mean, I'll say this. I, I've been around a lot of church people who feel the same way. If your parents aren't married, you have a baby out of wedlock, the baby can't be quote-unquote, dedicated in front of the church. Um, they have to go in the back room if they're dedicated at all. And I, I have a personal issue with that because, number one, regardless of the sin, God is the one that gives children. That's what I'm you, saying. You a child is a blessing regardless yeah, like if how you, it came about. That's what I'm saying. Like, adultery does not... Not every adulterer has had a child with the person they've committed adultery with. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is that baby comes from God. It doesn't come from adult. Like, yeah. obviously it came through adultery. I'll, I'll restate that. But, but what I'm saying is you don't always have a kid from adultery. So yeah. regardless of how this child comes about, this child is still a gift from God. Yeah. And that baby, dedicating that baby is saying, we are going to raise this child in God's standards. Why is there anything wrong with that? Even if the parents are did have that baby out of wedlock, which we know is not God. As well, we know that, but children come from God. That's this, what I'm this reminds me of the story, and I'm so bad with names. But do you remember? Um, I think it was Sarah, and where they were older and they couldn't have the baby, so she had her husband um, oh, be with yes, the, the servant, yeah, with, with and the then, servant Hagar, the yeah, Egyptian, exactly. And then now, when um, Hagar had the son, he wasn't really blessed and cast it out into the, the forest and the wild. Right. But the son that she had, he was blessed. And it just made me think of this situation where a child is um, can be dedicated and blessed if they're together. And then you just feel bad for Hagar's son, the one that's just running around. But here's, in but the, here's the thing that, but here's the thing about that. Even though Hagar's son was born 
I mean, I don't know if you, I guess adultery, but his wife said have sex with my slave. It's still adultery. Yeah. So the point is, when they had the baby, even when they were cast out, and she was like, I'm just going to die. We're in the wilderness. My child is starving. I am too. An angel of the Lord came and said to, your child will still be blessed. Yes. Because of the bloodline that he came through. So even a child out of wedlock, biblical precedence. Mm -hmm. Just saying. I don't know. Okay, so then there's that portion. And then we also see later that... um, Dietrich's mother apologizes to Dominic, and that was really sweet, I think. And I'm glad she did that, because I feel like they probably couldn't move on until Mm -hmm. they did that. And I think it was sincere. Yeah. And I think, to me, I think as she saw time passing and she realized, oh, they're still together. Oh, (laughs) she's a good mom. Oh, she's probably not money hungry. Oh, she loves my son. Oh, I feel real bad right. for what I did to this woman. I can't imagine how she must have felt. So to me, the the apology seems sincere, mm-hmm. and I think um, I think Dominique forgave her. I think sometimes it takes time to fully forgive and let go, but I think she was probably happy that okay, now we can move on and have this wedding and really celebrate. I think it was sincere, but I think her the parents their whole place in this episode was made for TV. Like, right. Really? They were very conscious of them being on TV, so I don't think any sparks are going to fly either way. Like, They're very conscious individuals. They have reputations to uphold. So, of course, everything's going to be all good for the show. I don't know. Look at Fallon. Why are you smiling, <laughs> Fallon? You don't agree? Um, no. It, it, it felt it, sincere. Yeah, it could be that, but to me, it, it felt sincere. Right. But, yeah. Maybe. I, I mean, I thought it was sincere. I felt yeah. like, you know, Dominique, her, she kind of shift, like, her demeanor shifted a little. You could see she got a little more comfortable after it. That's why I felt like it was sincere. Mm-hmm. And I will also note this. She had on a tight shirt in that scene. Did y'all see the pudge? Twice. She had on two but tight that, shirts. That, that didn't look episode. like a pregnancy pudge. That I looked know. like a, I'm fat and I had a baby. I had a baby and I'm a little self conscious. That's why I cover up sometimes. Nope. You still think it's a pregnancy pudge? <laughs> yes. I didn't that think That so. wasn't because your stomach, when there you're was. pregnant, it's like. It's, it's harder. Right. It's harder. But that was, that was literally. There were some a, roles a, in that. It was. Sorry, Dominique. We love you. We but. love you, but we are monitoring <laughs> that baby bump or. I don't not. think that didn't look I like a baby bump. I think when you are shooting scenes and you're shooting episodes, Things are always out of order, and oh, that's true. You know, I've seen other scenes where things looked bigger, and I think everyone, every woman's pregnancy is different. Some come from the bottom, some come from the top, and I just feel like every scene she's covering. I was shocked that she let us see her stomach, though. We haven't seen her stomach all Mm -hmm. season, right? I don't know. I don't think it was a pregnancy, but I show was like, oh, I see it. I know. (laughs) Looks like a roll, though. Okay, (laughs) and so um, she also has a a what you call it um. A bachelorette party. Yep. At JJ's Bistro. And it looked like it was... I, I wanted to go to that party. It looked, it looked like nice. it was off the chain. Right. Nice. Why, you don't want, it, you don't want you to go to that want party? To no, I'm just, I'm just thinking about all the sex toys <laughs> oh, and nasty, you know, underwear no, but it, and lingerie. It, and then, you know, the... the, the the presents catching on fire and them talking about, oh, you know, God didn't want you guys having all this stuff here. And it just, I think it's a funny scene to see a pastor's wife get married. And it is uncomfortable for me to put, you know, church and sex together. And I know sex is allowed <laughs> when you're married, but it's just, it's awkward to see a preacher's wife, you know, opening up sex toys and, and uh, you know, lingerie. But I think that's the problem. Because, I mean, uh, what is it? Oh, Hebrews 13.4, the, the marriage bed is undefiled. Which, that means that it's not, you know, 
sex is pure and clean and, and needed. And, and, and But I think that's the problem with the church because people are so taboo. That's why there's so many people. And I feel like the divorce rate in church is probably higher. That's why than like the norm because you see so many women in church, right? Mm-hmm. Like 90% women. And you don't see a lot of men. And I think it's because there's a lot of people who have messed up marriages, probably because some of them are afraid of the sex topic, as we see when she's sitting with um, Dominic, sitting with Maisha and Lavette and Christy. And even Maisha's like, she doesn't even she say the word sex. This, this is what I did not get. Okay, everybody has a position on the show. And the Cheneys are the sexy Cheneys. But then all of a sudden... Maisha can't even say sex. To me, that did not add up. And as these episodes unroll, to me, she seems more uptight. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So to me, they're going to have to find a new, they're going to have to rebrand themselves for the second season because sexy Cheney's are not Not if you can't say the word sex. Right. And no, go ahead, Tiffany. You were going to say something? No, I was going to talk about the bridal shower. It made me uncomfortable for other reasons because I felt like she was being deceptive the whole time. Like she was saying things like, I can't wait to get married and stuff like that. I feel like she's lying to <laughs> everyone. Yeah. I know that right. you're married. All these people don't. Yeah. Right. Like I just felt uncomfortable. I felt uncomfortable about all the sex and then everybody not knowing what's going on. And I don't know. I wasn't uncomfortable, but I thought it was funny with the the (laughs) The little penis catching on fire or whatever. I thought that was hilarious. Like, God doesn't want us to have... It was a sex story. I'm like, no, God wanted you to have them sex stories, but he wants you to have them after you're married. Right. After you're married. Um, But I liked it. I wanted to be there. I thought it was... Because it it seemed like a classy, not like a raunchy bachelorette party. But it was still a bachelorette party, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. She had gummy underwear and stuff, which I was like, is that even good to eat? Like... I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Of course. And then uh, we were mentioning how she went to lunch with the other pastor's wives. And I was floored because Lavette, Lady Lavette, is, oh as she God. says, She's a lady in the streets and, and a freak, freak in the sheets. What? That's how they've been married 31 years, though. Yeah. You know, I Ladies didn't need to know lesson. that about her, though. I don't want to know that she likes to do it everywhere. That's TMI, I love Lavette. that. I, I love cute. that. That's I think TMI. It's cute. It is a little TMI, but I think it's cute because I feel like they just really love each other. And I think yeah. when you're married, you know, sex does come with love and it's, it's a way to express yourself. And I think it's cute that even when you're old and, you right. know, you're in the church, you still want to please each other in yeah. fun and exciting ways. I love that about her because I feel like that's real and that's honest. And, you know, even when Dietrich, um, a few episodes ago, when Dietrich was talking to Bishop Gibson, he's like, I need, sometimes I don't need church advice. I need real, like, um, life advice that has nothing to do with the church mm-hmm. and saying something like that like you have sex with your husband everywhere I like to have that it everywhere really in the bible but right. that is real advice for a marriage yeah. like the frequency um that's what Maisha says the frequency to do it yeah. can't <laughs> say well, the it word is in the bible somewhere that you know you're supposed to please your husband your and you, you um your husband's supposed to please you so i think that comes with it you know right, the frequency right. in different places and spicing it up but that's what i'm saying is being specific about that because yeah. we we know that that when you're married you're your body is one with your mm-hmm. significant other but what does that mean mm-hmm. frequency having sex everywhere <laughs> right. you know mm-hmm. and Christy says that 
sometimes Jay doesn't know that he's not 17 anymore, which means they do it all the time, too. That I just love this conversation because it's a real conversation I wonder, with women who are married. I wonder if they feel guilty. I know Maisha probably does just because she's what? prudish. But, like, <laughs> you know, if they're doing it in a certain place that maybe they can get caught. And, you know, I wonder if Lady Levette feels, you know. Or apparently she apparently does. Not, <laughs> right? Apparently not. Apparently she does that's not. her norm. Let yes be a part of your spirit, ladies. That was the takeaway from that. <laughs> Let yes be uh, yes. That was a good. That was some good advice for for married women. For married women, we'll put I that out there. I bet you, Dietrich and Dominique probably feel so relieved now that they can engage in those extracurricular activities. Girl, and just say sex, all right, Maisha. <laughs> just say it, Maisha. Sex. <laughs> they can get it in. Mm-hmm. Get it in. Okay. Uh, speaking about another couple who at, apparently isn't getting it in is uh, Bishop Noel Jones and Loretta because they haven't <laughs> talked. You know, they haven't, they haven't been talking, um, but we see that Bishop Jones has get, gotten sick. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, um, and you know he's been sick. I, again, I work for the production company, and um, you know sometimes we'll need him for stuff and call him, and he's under the weather, and uh, it's just it's it's sad to see him, you know, right. under the weather. And I hope that he can keep it up. You know, it seems like he really loves preaching. I, I agree with you, but I think that there's, you know, even God rested, you know? Yeah. Right. And um, I feel like that is an example. You should rest. You, he he said with the doctor that his schedule is literally preach on Sunday, fly out Monday, mm-hmm. Tuesday, come back on Wednesday, fly out again Thursday, Friday, come back Saturday, pre- and then do it all over again. And that's crazy, especially at his age. You got to mm-hmm. slow down. Smell the roses while you still got some time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as his, his driver, Bryant, says, spend some time with Loretta. So do you <laughs> think that him spending, you know, him realizing how much he needs the writer is a good thing. I I feel like this is so produced. Uh, we, started, we started the I, scene with the driver saying you need a lady in your life. Right. Now the doctor's saying that he needs a lady. Like what doctor gives dating right. advice for one thing? And then he comes crawling back to her leading with I'm sick. I like you back in my life. Like, I don't but know. But I'll tell you, I know a lot of men, you know, they don't realize the worth of the woman they're with or appreciate the woman they're with until right. they get sick. Oh, yeah. Or until, you know, something happens. They're like, oh, just kidding. Come back. Come back. Right. Yeah, I want you back. So to me, I, I think that's believable. I think it didn't seem natural when he was talking to her. I think like, he's so uncomfortable. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. I think it was maybe hard for him to admit he wanted her back in his life, right. but I do believe it was sincere. Um, we've seen before, you know, he cut her off that right. he was like, I can't go a day without Loretta. I haven't done that in years. So obviously they are that close. Yeah, I I don't know. It, I agree with her when she says you can ask better than that. You oh know? yeah. And um, I I would say this. I think Loretta needs to if she's going to agree to be back together with him, she needs to lay down the law and say this is what I need from you. Yeah. Because her question to him was to me incorrect. What do you have to offer, Loretta? You know what he has to offer. But what you need to do now is set the standards and say, this is what I need from you. But if you are not willing to do this, I cannot be back in your life. You don't think she's made it clear that she wants him to marry her? I think so. After 15 years, she's dropped the M-bomb so many times to him. Okay, but uh, so that's a problem to me. You shouldn't have to say that to a man. If a man wants to marry you, he will marry you. So what do you think about her saying, I need time to think about it? I agree with her on that. She should say that. Totally, because she has pursued him so hard for so long. And I do agree with what the Bible says about having a man find his wife. Mm -hmm. So now she has to turn the tables on him to make him work for it. 
And I think she should say, look, are we? am I getting back into your life as a friend as I've been for the past 16 years so we can be friends again for another 16? Or am I coming back in your life with the intention that you're going to marry me? Because that's a real conversation. Oh, yeah. And if he cannot answer that, then I think, Loretta, keep it moving, honey, because you're cute. You can get somebody. You're somebody else's PYT. Your merchandise you, is how, good. <laughs> how do you Super. ladies feel about this? Like, before, in the beginning, I thought um, Bishop Jones, like... Yeah, you know, he wasn't settled with Loretta, but I still felt like, you know, he's very passionate about what he does, and, like, I didn't see anything wrong with it. But now, as time goes by, I feel like... I feel like as a bishop, as a leader, you know, if you're with this woman, I feel like he should commit to her. If you guys went to his church or even just as viewers, do you respect what he's doing as a bishop, as a leader? No, I don't. The reason I say that is because you, you're not clear with your intentions. You should have told, if, if, I would respect him if he said, Loretta, I'm not going to marry you. I don't want to marry you. Okay. You're just going to be my friend for the rest of your life. Okay. If you're okay with that, then let's be friends. If you're not okay with that, then you can't be my friend. So what if he's, he's told her that before and was clear about it without the cameras being there, but they're still special friends. Would you be okay with him? No. Okay. And the reason I say that is because if you're clear and you say to her, I cannot be your friend if you're not cool with that. The moment she shows you she's not cool with what you've told her, that is your responsibility to walk away and say, I told you this. You now don't understand. You now have flipped the script. You're not mm-hmm. now okay. You're not okay with our agreement, which is we're just friends. So now I can't be your friend anymore because now this is causing a burden for me because you're wanting me to change. And I've told you that I don't want to change. This is how I want to be. So he, it's his responsibility to walk away. What was the name of the special friends that you said before? There's a. What? There's that, a. Oh, having sex, honey. No, but what is that called? Oh, friends with benefits. No, but the, you said another word. I don't know. You don't remember? Booty bumping friends? I don't know. What? Uh, what did I say? Anyways. <laughs> there was a special word that I never heard of that you had said before. But what, what I'm trying to get to is say she's okay with being friends with benefits with a bishop. Do you respect that bishop if she's okay with that if he is fornicating? Oh, no, because that's, I mean, the Bible is clear about that. Even Dietrich says it. The, what I did was wrong. The Bible is very clear. There is, you know, adultery is not okay. Having sex before marriage is not okay. So bishop or not, a regular person, mm-hmm. it's not okay. That's that's not even debatable. So to me, if you can't come and preach the word to me, if you are clearly, clearly doing something that is not of God, you can't, are you going to skip around that verse? If he's honest about it. I, I might say at his church, if he was honest and said, congregation, I am fornicating. Uh, this is something I'm dealing with. I I know it's wrong. So please forgive me. But I'm, I am fornicating. But that's yeah. I, would, not, I would be like, you know what? That's honest and that's real. But that's not realistic. Because it is. They, I, I've, I've had a preacher do that there. before. And I was like, you know what? I'll stay at your church. Because you're an honest, you're a man. You're human like yeah. me. And you're honest about but it. But they all are making mistakes. They all are sinning. Like, we all are. Right. So should they, every pastor, every bishop get up there and lay out all of their sins to the no, congregation? I, I think if you're, if you're telling me, if you're telling me mm-hmm. what I'm doing is incorrect, if you are doing the same thing, that helps me. Or do you think and and I guess as I'm diving into the show more I'm starting to think things things through and I'm trying to decide for myself is that okay or is that not okay Dietrich's father told him you have to step down because you're getting a divorce so do you think Joan should be stepping down from 
preaching if he's not living accordingly or for any pastor out there or bishop do you think if they're not living accordingly even if they admit it to their congregation do you think they should step down until they get it right no because they're human. They're not perfect. These, you know, and I think we see that in preachers of LA. Mm-hmm. These men are not perfect men. They mm-hmm. are going to mess up and that's okay. Now the problem comes in when you act like you're not. Yeah. That's see, the issue I have. I think I'm getting to a point where I feel like like okay, so Gibson, Hazlip, they had um, you know, falling out previously drug addicts you know all that stuff but now since they got called of god they're living righteously they're not continuing to you know step on both sides of the line they're walking that straight and narrow but, path. You, but they're, they're not always correct there's there's mm-hmm. certain things that i'm sure that because they're human mm-hmm. you're gonna continue to sin mm-hmm. that's that to me is not a problem you're mm-hmm. it's gonna happen but you can't go around if your job is specifically to preach the word of God. Mm-hmm. If you are not living that, you must be honest about it because yeah. you can help save somebody. You can help somebody because it's it's how are you going to preach to a congregation of people and say sex before marriage is wrong? Mm-hmm. That's a hard struggle. If you've had a struggle with that, how much more powerful is it if but, you tell people but you said had? OK, so if you have so, it currently, if you if that's something that you're dealing with right now, I, you have to be honest with it. I Freedom think, comes with honesty. That's in the word, I do too. But I feel like when you step up. And you say, you know what, I'm going to lead this congregation. And I feel like in a way that's why Jesus was a leader, but he was perfect and he didn't sin because God could have had him sin. So we can feel a connection with him, more of a connection. But I feel like he was in a leadership position because he wasn't sinning. And I feel like, again, Dietrich's dad had him step down because of that. I think when you're continuously living in sin, it's different to have a story from the past, but then to keep on doing and knowing what's wrong. You know, I think that's a different. Okay, and I'll I'll agree with you on this point. I will say this. I I do agree that um, his father should have told Dietrich to step down. Mm -hmm. Obviously, there's more to the story than we know. He was was getting a divorce. He probably cheated on his wife. She cheated on him. There was a lot of messiness Mm -hmm. going on. So I agree with what um, Bishop Haddon did with Mm -hmm. his son. But I have had experiences with preachers who were honest about them messing up. Yeah. I, I went to a church, and I'm not going to name the name, mm-hmm. but I went to a church in Atlanta, and this preacher, mm-hmm. he came, and he was honest, and he said, I cheated on my wife. I had an affair with another woman. But was he still cheating on his wife when he was saying that? In the past? I don't know. I think See, he still was. You can't do that. No, no, this is what happened, yeah. because he was having an affair, and he was he came to the church to say, what I have done is wrong. Mm-hmm. I am now getting a divorce from my wife. I should you know, I, we probably should have never got married in the first place. We weren't, mm-hmm. we weren't right for each other. Mm-hmm. But, and because of that, I stepped out of my marriage, which is incorrect. Mm-hmm. So if you, but God has not told me to step down. He said, I've prayed about this and I know in my spirit, God is telling me I need to continue to preach. It's been very mm-hmm. hard for me because I know what I've done. Mm-hmm. So I'm coming to you to ask for your forgiveness mm-hmm. for, because I'm a leader and I do have a responsibility to preach the word of God and live what I'm preaching. But because I have not, I'm being honest with you and I'm telling you what I have done. Mm-hmm. I'm getting a divorce. If you choose to leave my church, I understand. Mm-hmm. If you choose to stay, I will tell you right now that I'm done with this. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, you know, I'm not going to be cheating anymore. And after that, 
I want to tell you, his his congregation grew immensely after mm-hmm. that because people are like, I respect the fact that you came and you told us but what I, you did. Wrong. I can respect that because he was trying to make it right. He realized, okay, this was wrong, and now I got to make it better. We right. need to divorce. But if he came to you and said, I'm cheating on my wife, and he keeps on cheating, and he's still cheating, I think that's the issue. No, I, I'm with you too. Yeah. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't yeah. go there because that's, that's not being. That's where I'm coming with the Jones, um, uh, Bishop Jones, and I love him, but we know what he's doing, and I'm just trying to decipher. You know, is it good to follow a leader who is? I think it's a thin line. Because we're all sinners. None of us are perfect. And every preacher in the pulpit is not announcing their sins. And I don't think we can expect every preacher to do that because it's a thin line. You could lose half your congregation when you do that. But that's not your goal. If you're a preacher, then you understand it's not about the numbers in your congregation. However, it's... It is about the numbers for a lot of preachers, unfortunately. Which is it, it's, yeah. it's horribly wrong, and but I feel they, like they are there should, for I feel the like wrong those reasons. preachers should lose their They usually do. Like, mm-hmm. it, whatever happens in the dark comes to light right. eventually, mm-hmm. whether you tell the world about it or not. But a lot of them are in it for the wrong reasons. And once you start showing cracks in your leadership, mm-hmm. then your following starts to question things, too. And, mm-hmm. and that could make, you know, make the churchgoers feel like they're on shaky ground by following you. Like, maybe Noel Jones's followers are questioning whether or not he's doing the right thing and if they mm-hmm. should continue to follow. And, th- and that was just something you that know, I've, I was thinking while watching the show right. and how would I feel if my preacher, I knew, you know, he wasn't... And again, nobody's perfect, but I think there's certain things, you know, that... I think not one sin is, you know, worse than the other, but I feel like if you're telling me I need to wait till marriage... You know that I shouldn't be fornicating out of wedlock. Then I feel like you should be doing that too. Like, or, or you should, or you should be honest about it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah, it's a struggle for me to like just be honest with me about mm-hmm. it. If you're gonna tell me to do it, and that's yeah. the, the issue that I have. But who knows? Maybe he leaves that part out when he preaches to his congregation, which is a problem. Which is even more of a problem. You can't skedaddle around certain verses. Okay, so let's move on to my Isha, who had um, she was leading Gospel Fest. Um, which is a big concert of, of different um, gospel phenoms. Let me, let me guess. This was the boring part to you. Um, I mean, all of them were kind of boring. So yeah. I'll, I'll say that all of the storylines are boring for me a little bit. Um, but, yes, one thing that I noticed about them is that they were her and her husband mm-hmm. uh, were talking about church stuff at home, which I feel like when they discussed her being the the you know, second in command at church, that that was one of the things that was off limits. You're not supposed to talk about church stuff at home. Yeah. That's a problem for me. Red flag. What what do y'all think? I, um, you know, I don't doubt that that happens all the time. Right. Just because he's a pastor, they're going to talk about church. Uh, I thought that he looked a little uncomfortable around those kids, making (laughs) me think that he's not used to that role, for sure. Yeah. I didn't see that much wrong with it, um... I feel like, yeah, they're probably so busy at church that, you know, there's some things that need to be talked about. And if they're together at home, they might as well talk about it. I think it's an issue if it's a constant, ongoing thing. And it starts to take over their quality um, QT time with each other. So I was laughing because his son farted. Uh, (laughs) Leave it to some kids to bring the fire. They're so funny. Um, So then we see that they're at Gospel Fest and the the sound system is not working. They're behind. And Wayne makes a comment. Maybe I should cut the message. What were your guys' (laughs) thoughts about that? 
I don't think he should ever cut a message if the sound is out, but I think he's just so over it, you know? Here he is, he leaves his wife in charge, and she can't even handle it. Wow. <laughs> harsh. I liked seeing him get up in arms a little bit, because this right. is the first time this whole season that he's shown some emotion and, right. and like, taken charge for once, because the women in his life seem to have the upper hand. Right. So I liked him being like, all right, let's make something happen. I agree with that. I, I like that he was a little rattled. He almost lost his Jesus a little bit. As yeah. he says. But I think he was incorrect in saying, I'm going to cut the message. What's the whole point of having a gospel fest? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cut, a, cut an act. Or tell somebody, you, instead of doing an A and B selection, you can only do an A selection. We didn't see McClendon this episode, right? No, no we, we don't really see him. No. Hmm. 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 <laughs> so, yeah, we see Maisha as a praise and worship leader. So we finally see her in action. And she's singing and she does a Jesus twerk. What did you guys Twerking think about her performance? What did you think about her performance? We had a little leg kick going. I was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love you to death, <laughs> but we will invest in some dance lessons for you. Cause, oh, that Jesus twerk. And I know she was in heels, too, so I was like, let me give it to her. But she was just doing the, doing most. the most. Like, yeah. you're trying to lead the fest, then you're singing in it, and then you're trying to Jesus twerk in your heels. <laughs> and I'm just, oh, no. How does she end up being the closing act, though? All that. Well, she said that when um, you're the, you know, the head of it, the executive in charge. You can do what you want, basically. You can, yeah. you can make you're yourself the, the headliner. You're the, you're the closing act. Right. Yes. So. so I will get it to her. And she says she, you could really see her light up. So you can tell that she really loves doing this. Yeah. She really loves praising the Lord. But that Jesus twerk, honey, we're going to have to work on that. <laughs> yeah. I thought her voice was nice, though. You yeah. know what? It wasn't that bad. Yeah. All good. right, ladies, let's go on to news and gossip. After TV news. So I have a little bit of a confession. Bring it. For you guys, please don't be mad. I went to JJ's Bistro. <gasps> Without us. I, okay, let me, tell you, let me you. tell you why I went there. No because it is. And hold on, wait a minute. I'm with, with you. a whole bunch of stuff. I okay. know, right? It's Come cool. on. All right, let me have it. I know, I'm sorry. So the reason why I went was because it literally is right next to my church. So on oh, Sunday nice. when I left church, I was I was hungry. I was looking for a place, and as I'm looking on Yelp, JJ's Bistro comes. I said, "Shut your mouth!" It's literally right here. Uh-huh. So I was like, "Okay, let me just step in for a I second. Can't believe so you. let's. I have a couple of pictures. This Aww. here is Myron. This is actually um, Loretta's, Loretta's son. Aww. He works there, and he says Loretta's there all the time. If you guys want to go check out um, JJ's Bistro, Myron is there. Her hey, son. Myron. And Loretta is typically there, he says, like most times. So this is him serving me food. And then the next picture is actually what I had. I had the shrimp and grits at the top. It's amazing. Really? Yes. And this in this little cup is the fish tea soup oh, that Loretta was talking it? about. And it's so Maisha good. Is it good? Try. She's crazy. Maisha, yeah. it's good. It was yeah. really good. And then, of course, I had um, a side salad. But it's amazing. And mm-hmm. so I taste tested this few items so I can say it's good and we should all go. What are we oh, giving it? Nice. A, B, C? What do you mean? What are you ranking this restaurant? I will give them an A. Okay. I like them. I like JJ's Bistro. They had a nice little selection, and they have good stuff for people who don't eat meat, too. So, Was there people there? It yeah, there like was. It's always empty. No, there was, like, some old ladies that came in. Okay. There was, like, young girl. Like, yeah, so they had people in there. We need to go. Yeah. Let's go. Like, together. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Yes, let's go together. But at least I tried it ahead of time, so you guys know it's good. All right, prediction. Oh, wait, oh yeah, we have another okay. tidbit for news and gossip. Um, Cameron um, 
he went took to his Twitter and announced that there was a mistake in um, the sixth episode. There was a Chiron, a lower third, that said that he was the son of Bishop McClendon and Priscilla. And I guess he went on to his Twitter to announce to everyone, and especially his mom, um, that, you know, it was a mistake that he is not Priscilla's son. He's actually McClendon's ex-wife's son. So he just wanted to clear that up um, to his family and to everybody. So that was just something that I had caught that he felt it in his heart to tell the world that that right. was Right, don't disown your mom. Yeah, your I, think, I think his mom probably felt bad, and he felt bad because of Aww. that, you know? Right. But he looks just like him, I'm just saying. Him and little Seth look <laughs> like they got the same parents. All right, let's go to prediction. All right, let's start with you, Miss Fallon. I predict... The wedding is going to be amazing. Okay. But again, it's Dietrich, and he is uh, dramaful, so there will be some drama at the wedding. Okay. There will be some drama. We saw Mama Faye pissed off, like, to the max in the previews Ooh. about some truth being withheld. <laughs> okay, and my prediction is the truth is that Dominique is pregnant. Oh, yeah. Do you, guys, do you think that's what it's going to be? Probably. I've been that since episode. <laughs> Probably. Well, maybe that's the One. truth. Because I'm, I'm, why, why else would she be so mad? I'm just saying. On the wedding day of all, right. of all times to be pissed off. Right. Yeah. Well, where can we find you, ladies? You guys can find me online at Fit with Fallon on Twitter and Instagram. And check out fitwithfallon.com for all your celebrity news and fitness stuff. Stuff. <laughs> you can find me at latransplant.com. Not the surgery. <laughs> Moving to LA. <laughs> and of course, you can find me, Megan Thomas, on pretty much every social network Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Meg Scoop, like Scoop of Ice Cream. And don't forget to go to iTunes and subscribe to this podcast. You guys are downloading it like crazy, and we love that. And make sure you comment on YouTube and on iTunes because we want to hear how you feel about this and give us five stars. Thanks, guys. See you for the season finale next week. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 